Time for a bit of soccer. Time for a bit of football of the round ball variety. Time for the beautiful game with a British twist. Welcome to EPL Junkie. Hi everyone, welcome to EPL Soccer Junkies, part of the USA Today Podcast Network. I'm Martin Rogers, joined as always by the soccer diva Sophie Nicolau, and the European Championships are done. They're in the books, and Portugal has its name written in the history books. The first major title in the history of that country. Cristiano Ronaldo and his boys got the job done. We didn't necessarily see that one coming a few weeks back. What are your thoughts on uh, on the Euros and on the ultimate outcome, Sophie? I think overall the tournament was a bit dull. It was a bit negative. It wasn't the most exciting tournament um, I've seen, uh, you know, in, in recent years, which was a little bit unfortunate. We talked on our last our last week's episode how maybe the additional teams uh, contributed to some of that negativity in terms of how teams approached each game, especially in the group stages. With that said, there were beautiful moments because of those new rules seeing teams like Iceland and Wales, um, you know, really light up the tournament. And without them, you would say that you don't know what it would have been like, right? But I think that Portugal as well added to that in terms of the fact that they only won, I think it was one game before uh, the final. But you play what's in front of you, Martin. Everyone's complaining, but the rules are the rules. Portugal played to the rules. They played the teams in front of them. And in the end, to be honest, France didn't take their chances. They should have won that game. And credit to Portugal for winning in the same manner of which they lost in 2004 against a very defensive Greece. Yeah, quite extraordinary. And uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo finally gets his major trophy, not in the way he would have perhaps wanted or imagined, but that won't bother him too much when he looks back on his career and has European Championships winner uh, alongside it. Ronaldo obviously got injured early in the final. He was bundled over by Dimitri Payet, suffered a knee injury and was able to take no further part although he did try and carry on until around the midway point of the first half but you saw him later on in the game so you saw him standing on the sidelines yelling at players encouraging others during the breaks in extra time and so on and there was no doubt whatever you think of Cristiano Ronaldo and I've had as many problems and issues with him as anyone um, but whatever you think of him he certainly wanted this and uh, and he certainly did have an impact I feel with uh, with his efforts from the sideline. The old Ronaldo potentially would have been very sullen after going off and and he could have thrown his toys out the prams we've seen bad behavior from him in the past and that's only because he just has that fiery will to win and and he is very narcissistic we we know that but i think we saw a different ronaldo you're absolutely right the way he reacted the way he got behind his team apparently he did a team talk in the dressing room as well uh, he told Adair that he'd probably score. He probably told most of the players that they would go on and get the winner. It was really contrasting. Uh, he showed leadership. He was really um, galvanizing the team from the sidelines. He was pushing his coach around. He couldn't take it. You can imagine how hard it was for him, Martin, to not be part of that game. I thought he won some new fans. After- I think he did. Yeah, I think he did win some new fans, and uh, it, it was it was interesting the reaction afterwards to you know to, to see how many people who would normally love to hate Ronaldo actually kind of develop a bit of a soft spot for him here. And I think a lot of people quite pleased that he went on to win it. Maybe a little bit of the LeBron James syndrome that we saw during the NBA Finals. On the flip side, if there's a winner, there has to be a loser, and, and France certainly feeling the pain of that defeat over the past. week. 
week and uh, you know it's a tough one France had a pretty easy route through they got past Germany in the semis and really I'm sure thought at that point that it was written in the stars that yet again they would host a major tournament and win it didn't work out for them gonna be a tough one I think for this team to get back from definitely and you could almost say and I don't know if you agree with me but when Ronaldo went off Portugal reacted better than France did I think France I don't know tactically they seemed to lose the plot a little bit it was like they knew they had to combat Ronaldo and then when he went off it was like oh wow this is not that this is going to be easy something happened and the transition in the game I think worked more to, more for Portugal than it did for France yeah so missed chances as well Martin yeah m- m- more mental I think than than even tactical I think they they really felt the pinch of the pressure at that point I think they thought wow now you know we should have this in the bag and uh, and sometimes when that happens it's a slight shift in mentality instead of going out and chasing something it's almost like you're defending something and I think that was the, the kind of the, the shift they still should have put away the chances Antoine Griezmann had a couple of good ones he was a star of the tournament still for me but didn't get the job done when it needed to be done so then congratulations to Portugal after a Euros uh, you know left some people with mixed feelings we'll see what happens it's an interesting time for the Euros four years time it's not going to be in one venue it's going to be uh, stretched all across the the continent 13 different cities in 13 countries going to be a nightmare for fans who want to follow their teams and let's see how that draws on the public attention but anyway this is EPL Soccer Junkies, part of the USA Today podcast network with me, Martin Rogers, and the soccer diva, Sophie Nicolau. Let's get back to our bread and butter, Soph. The Premier League season is fast approaching. Uh, plenty going on in the transfer windows. We'll start off with Arsenal. The main signing for them, Granite Shaka from Borussia Mönchengladbach for around about $50 million. Although you have to be careful with these things after the, the UK currency collapsed following Brexit. Um, uh, enough on that. What, what do you think of Shaka from what you saw of him during the Euro Championships. I think he had good moments. I wasn't. I don't think he had a brilliant tournament. I think um, actually his teammate Rodriguez, I thought, had a better tournament. He does have a bite to him, doesn't he? He's got a bit of a Rottweiler in him, which I kind of like, and what Arsenal need, as well as having a very nice uh, left foot. I think I mentioned before he's got that Alonso-esque sweeping pass that really isn't part of Arsenal's um, repertoire right now. And I think he should fit into the team very, very well. The issue for Arsenal, Martin, is they haven't you know, gone out and bought the players that they really need again. Um, and there is some time to go, but... Uh, it's kind of looking a bit like we signed someone early again, just like they did with Petra Cech last year, that one player summer transfer philosophy. And um, I, I actually don't see them signing anybody else. In fact, I, I bet um, the, the guys on TalkSport the other night that Arsenal would not sign anybody else. No, and they, you know, <laughs> they, they need to, and the fans will certainly be hankering for it. Uh, just a quick, uh, quick run through some of the teams. Bournemouth, uh, actually interesting ones, you know, sold one of their better players, Matt Ritchie, to Newcastle. For, for $15 million. But young American Emerson Heinemann has joined from Fulham and they've also signed Jordan Ibe from Liverpool. Burnley, newly promoted, have not signed anyone up till this point and actually Leicester sniffing around a couple of their players too. Chelsea, 
Nothing major apart from, um, and I'm, I'm useless at pronouncing this guy's name, but Michi Batsue uh, from Marseille for about $40 million. But it looks very much like N'Golo Kante from Leicester may be joining Chelsea. There's also competition, though, Sophie, from a team in the Chinese Super League, Shanghai, who are outbidding Chelsea at this point, which shows uh, the growing strength of the Chinese League. What do you think, then, of, uh, of Kante? I'll obviously be sad to see him leave, assuming he does leave Leicester. I think he's sort of player who could do wonders for Chelsea though I think it's awful that Leicester are going to lose him He's he was the engine last year and um, I think it would be a great signing for Chelsea and you know I I, I think that this uh, Chinese threat they lost uh, Pele didn't they to um to the to the Chinese league, they were in for him after the Euros. He, he he did really well for Italy. He's been good for Southampton, and now he's like the fifth highest player in the world. Um, I don't know. I think Chelsea need to sign a couple more players. There's rumours that Fabregas might be a target for Manchester United as well. So interesting going on at Stamford Bridge once again. Yeah, Fa- Fabregas and Mourinho are like a soap opera. They can't w- work out whether they're in love with each other or can't stand each other. So that's uh, that's one that's definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on. Interesting point on Kante. I, I, I really had some feelings about this a couple of weeks ago when Leicester City signed now Nam Palace Mendy from Nice, who's a very similar type of player to Kante, a very, very busy midfielder. I think at that point, Leicester realised that Kante was probably going to go and the defending champions have also signed a couple of others that have maybe flown under the radar. Ahmed Musa was signed from CSK Moscow for about $22 million during the Euros. Ron Robert Ziegler is uh, providing some goalkeeping backups signed from Hanover and uh, and Raul Uche Rubio who's a young lad a young Spanish player from Rayo Vallecano they haven't released the amount of the transfer but he's a fine fine young player had a lot of messages about him I think he could be a guy who really takes the Premier League by surprise a bit this season do you think you're going to finish in the top 10 this year I, I, I do, I do. I think there's enough there. I, I, I mean, and it, it, the Premier League isn't infinitely different to how it was last season. And, and obviously, you know, the fact that it looks like Leicester are keeping hold of Riyad Mahrez. They've definitely kept hold of Jamie Vardy. If Mendy can come in and replace what N'Golo Kante did, I think there's, you know, a platform there. I don't think our defenders will be able to get away with quite as much rough stuff as what we did last season. I think the Premier League referees will be on led by it. I don't think there's any reason why not. Now, obviously it's possible for things to implode but I think these players understand the value of team spirit and togetherness I think the biggest threat is uh, the extra fixtures caused by the Champions League let's say you start and you don't start very well does Ranieri keep his job Oh, I mean, I think he should have uh, why not I mean you know if if the guy has built up this inordinate amount of credit and, and pulled off this incredible feat you can't pull the trigger on him anytime soon that would be ludicrous yeah i can see i don't know we've seen uh, strange things happen in the premier league if by christmas you're not doing well um watch this space no I, well i i don't know i i i kind of disagree i think they'll give him at least at least a season just as uh, you know as, as a result of of what he achieved uh, last campaign and here's the thing i, I expect that the, the start of the season may be a little tricky because we've got a very very difficult run of fixtures um to to kick off with you know a lot of the top teams away from home if we can negotiate that then i think think things could be looking good um you know sort of later on i don't think there's any i mean so far, we the last game we the last game we played was celebrating winning the Premier League title. I don't think there's any reason for doom and gloom. I think keeping hold of Vardy is a great thing. And I, I think it's all, 
you know, onward and positive, you know. Yeah, um, just a bitter Arsenal fan. Over. Yeah, very bitter by the sounds of it. Um, Liverpool, uh, we'll, we'll take a little look at them. Big signing for them, Sadio Mane from Southampton. Um, what do you make of that signing? I, I I think it's okay. I think he's a good player. I think looking at the, the figures of signings is a little bit of, um, you know, a, a fool's errand because the clubs have so much money now that it almost doesn't matter. I, I don't know necessarily he's necessarily going to be the kind of guy who's going to transform them in the way that the club is probably hoping for. Interesting signing. I think it's a solid signing and I think it's a signing Liverpool needed. Is he worth 30 million? No, but how many... In, in the current market, maybe though, right? Maybe, maybe. Um, but I think he's going to strengthen Liverpool. I think, you know, especially towards the end of last season, he was on fire for Southampton. Um, did really, really well. So I fancy Liverpool to really do well this season. I, I think they could make the top four. I really do. Ooh, in- interesting. Be cool, be cool. Um, Manchester City and Manchester United will certainly both have designs on the top four. Some some key signings for both those teams and maybe more to come. The big one was the freebies. Zlatan Ibrahimovic from Paris Saint-Germain. Henrik Mkertian from Borussia Dortmund. A big signing too. And Eric Bailey from Villarreal. And Jose Mourinho already now has kind of the tough guy core to his group that he would have uh, been hoping for and been demanding when he came in. On the other side of Manchester, Ilkay Gundogan from Borussia Dortmund for $25 million. Nolito, who I think is an interesting signing from Celta Vigo for $14 million, uh, and then a couple of other more minor signings too. I think City will be feeling okay about where they're at. I think United fans will certainly be pretty happy about how their squad's stacking up at this point. Yeah, I think United fans will feel complete if they get a Pogba. Uh, I think that's a missing link for them, that position, definitely. Uh, I, I am going to call right now that Slatan will be a bust in the Premier League. I think that he's going to... There's something that tells me he had a very poor Euros. I don't want to hear about old players are tired. He never showed up. He was really super poor. And for me, I, I, I think he could be one of those... Um, you know, on the list of the biggest busts. Maybe. I, I thought he was a poor player on a very, very poor team. He is a guy, though, that we've seen it time and time again. He he suits league play well. He he has the consistency to perform week in, week out during a long and tough season. He's won the league a bunch of times in a bunch of different countries. Yes, it's a difficult transition coming into the Premier League, especially, I feel, for a striker. Different rules apply, if you like. It's a different style of game but Mourinho seems to know something here and it's a, it's a funny one because here's the thing Mourinho is not signing him as a long-term signing so Mourinho clearly feels he can come in and have an instant impact because this could be a one year and one and done type deal and in 12 months time we're welcoming Zlatan to the LA Galaxy right so no I mean it's quite possible so you know that and, and Mourinho is gonna be judged to a certain extent on this signing because he's gonna give Zlatan a chance he's gonna start no question about that and he fits the blueprint so yeah we'll see gonna be a fun storyline I would start Rashford every single day of the year and and the fact that Hodgson didn't start him at the Euros I think that it was evident that when he came on he was great and I hope that we don't see you know because Slatan's a huge investment I just would hate to see Rashford be the fall guy because of that I hope that he finds a way to play him because as we know Mourinho doesn't really like younger players he doesn't like to give them a chance he just doesn't 
No, true. I, I think Rashford will play. I think he'll be a part of it. If to me, like as a yeah, I guess as an, as an England fan and a fan of uh, and a fan of young players, I'd like to see Rashford come in and uh, you know maybe play half the time. Uh, you know, like I, I think that could be good for him as a young player, not necessarily playing thirty eight games and uh, you know and some European games too. I think that that wouldn't necessarily be a bad outcome. Um, and I think he needs you know he needs to be brought along quickly enough but not too quickly yeah no I, I I agree and there's enough games for Mourinho to utilize him and for him to get that experience no doubt four competitions plenty of football time I had a, I had a funny message from a uh, from a Tottenham friend uh, fan uh, the other day who said uh, the fixtures have just come out and one of our games has been switched to a Sunday because Man United are in the Europa League. <laughs> he was absolutely jubilant about it. He thought it was absolutely hilarious. And it is. It's going to be a different kind of dynamic. It'll be a different dynamic for Tottenham Hotspur, for Leicester City. It'll be a different dynamic for Man United. How do they prioritise the Europa League? Do they prioritise it at all? Is Mourinho even going to bother much about that competition? It's going to be a fun season, that's for sure. And we'll have plenty more for you leading up to the new campaign. Check in with us on usatoday.com forward slash sports check out all the sports action that's going on over the next few weeks we'll be back with you next week with plenty more from the transfer window and as the season really rolls forward plenty of teams already deep in the training camp and with some preseason games underway on behalf of the soccer diva sophie nicola and myself martin rogers we'll see you guys soon (laughs) 